You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Hello and welcome to the Southern Star's Coronavirus Podcast. I'm the editor, Con Downing. And I'm the manager of Southern Star Creative, Noel O'Driscoll. And every week we talk to people at the centre of the coronavirus pandemic in West Cork and beyond. We also take a look at that week's Southern Star newspaper and how our reporters all around West Cork are covering the pandemic and other stories too. Also on this week's podcast, Niall, here we'll have be talking to uh, Blarney singer, songwriter and stonemason Mick Flannery, who is doing a very generous deed with the proceeds of his new album to help his band and crew, who have been off work due to the COVID-19 pandemic res- uh, restrictions. And to finish off, we'll have an extra special musical treat for you. You might tell us about that, Niall, please. Well, I suppose it's, it's probably an obvious one in one sense. Uh, Mick Flannery uh, performed a very special uh, a new song, a song he wrote during, during the pandemic, during the quarantine, and he, he sang it specially for us on the podcast. Very good. We look forward to that later in the uh, podcast. But first, let's take a look at this week's Southern Star. Now, on the front page, Connor, lead story is uh, by Emma Conley and uh, Kieran Manny, and it's, it's got a, quite an eye-catching headline. It says, Gaggin for Broadband. Yes, um, it's about gagging just outside Bandon, it seems, and uh, it's the, the people there live in a valley, and uh, there's about 100 houses there that can't get proper broadband, and uh, this seems to be a very big problem for people uh, working from home, so they have to find uh, some way of getting broadband, so they have to go into the church car park in Bandon um, in the morning, work until lunchtime, until the batteries on their computers die, go home, recharge the batteries, come back again in the afternoon to do most work. That's not very satisfactory now, is it? It's not, and it's, it sounds like something that's... It sounds very stressful. I mean, it's hard enough working from home under, under these conditions, but to have to do that is... It's bizarre, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. Emma Conley has a few case studies in various people, and uh, you can see from reading it that they're... Um, at breaking point, really, over this, it, it, it is very difficult indeed. Uh, no, there's another story on page one about the voting intentions of local Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael public representatives as the parties look to ratify the historic coalition agreement made with the Green Party. Yeah, there's four There's four local councillors. Uh, there's two Fianna Fáil and two Fine Gael, and they're, 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 they're saying what they're, they're reflecting what the constituency... Is, is saying to them what the what the people on the, at the grassroots, I suppose, really are saying to them about um, this this coalition with the Greens, and they're not happy, and they're going voting against it as part of a there's a there's a kind of an online group called uh, Fair Future, which I think uh, Fianna Fáil are involved in, and um, there's 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 dissent on, on at the grassroots level, I think, isn't there? There seems to be an element of it, all right. Um, the four councillors, too, are well spread out around uh, West Cork because you've got uh, Deirdre Kelly in Dunmanway and Sean O'Donovan in Bandon from Fianna Fáil. And then on the Fine Gael side, voting against it, their particular proposal uh, are uh, Karen Coakley in Skibreen and uh, councillor Kevin Murphy in Kinsale. So there seems to be a, a bit of dissent widespread. Although, funnily enough, uh, the person that uh, we expected would be voting against it because of statements he previously made was uh, councillor Joe Carroll from Skibreen. And actually, he says he's voting uh, for the uh, pact. Uh, so that's a, a big turnaround. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. 
On page three, then, there's another interesting story about the rather disgusting reason given for the withdrawal of paper and cardboard and plastic recycling facilities at Cork County Council's uh, bring site in Dunmanway. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's about contamination of the dry recyclable waste. I suppose really, um, I suppose there's there's food waste going into it, but more disturbingly, uh, there's reports of uh, used dirty nappies being wrapped up in cereal boxes and things like that, and it just it it means they can't really deal with that that has recyclable material anymore. That's right. I believe that the uh, company who was employed to take the stuff away is um, balking at doing this anymore because of the fact that there's something like a 15% contamination level in the dry uh, waste that's, uh, or supposedly dry waste that's being recycled in Dunmanway. So um, it's something that uh, they'll have to get a lot stricter about because the it's but that's very difficult too because the um, site is just opened in the morning by a council employee and closed again in the evening. And there's no supervision in there during the day, as there is in some of the other uh, bring sites around West Cork civic community sites. But then they charge to get in, whereas it's uh, free access in Dunmanway. So they may have to look at that. And I suppose the, the problem is is the handling of that waste afterwards and the sorting of it then leads to quite considerable additional cost in terms of that handling, doesn't it? It does, and it, it doesn't uh, eat, eat into any profits that the recycling company who collects it are potentially making out of um, being involved in this. Uh, well, we'll move on further, Niall, to uh, page nine of this week's Southern Star. and We feature a rather disturbing story by Jackie Kyo about racism in West Cork, which has come into focus, of course, very much after the riots across the United States following uh, recent killings of unarmed black men by police officers. That's right. There's a um, there's a, a quote from Sana Govender, who's a, a development officer with Munster Rugby, actually, and he grew up in Skibbereen. Uh, he's of South African Indian descent himself, and he came to Ireland with his family uh, as a, as a child. His dad came here to work for the ESB, and he has reported uh, throughout his life uh, uh, being the victim of racist slurs, both on and off the pitch as a rugby player. And he's 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 well positioned to speak about it, I suppose, because he has degrees in psychology and he's also a life coach himself. So he's he's a very, uh, as I say, he's he's well positioned and he know he knows. I'm going to say he knows what he's talking about, but you know, yeah. He can, he can, well, he he's certainly not the sponger from the state that uh, some people have joyed him about being. He's 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 a, he's a guy who's paying his way and is a very popular man here in Skibreen as well too. Very much, yeah, and it's 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 disappointing. I suppose it would be naive to to assume that there isn't racism everywhere. I suppose, but it's it's just disappointing when you do hear about it on your doorstep. I think because we like we like to think of West Cork as being a very welcoming place. Yes, I think generally it is. Uh, I think um, the racism is probably the exception rather than the rule. But uh, mm. any small bit of it at all is not tolerable. No, it's not. No, it's not. On page two, some good news uh, for drinkers. Well, I suppose. They've got to be eaters as well as drinkers. Uh, Kieran Manny talks to some West Cork publicans who have been getting ready to reopen on Monday week now, the June the 29th. Um, they can reopen if they're providing an adequate main course meal, I think, to the value of nine euros. And uh, they're hoping that one metre social distancing will make it worthwhile for them also. There's, there is a little bit of ambiguity about that one metre distancing, distancing though, isn't there? If, if your premises is... Yes. Big enough, then the two meter rule applies. If your yes. if your premises is smaller, then the one meter rule apparently applies. It doesn't seem to make that much sense. 
No, no, there's, there, there is ambiguity, as you say, but I presume that uh, most people, as far as possible, probably go for the one metre rule so that they can fit more people in. And um, I, I suppose there's a few other factors involved now in the um, set, set up as well, too, in that you will also have uh, the time allowed for people to get in and out. It's uh, meant to be an hour and a half, which I think... Uh, they're going to extend slightly. They're going to make it a two-hour window, mm-hmm. and uh, there'll be 15 minutes for sort of getting yourself in and getting yourself organised, and another 15 minutes afterwards uh, for the staff to sanitise uh, the table you're at. So, uh, it, it's you, you're, if you want to go for a few points and a bite to eat, now you're going to have to book ahead, and uh, you know it's 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 going to be a big sea change for a lot of people. It 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 does sound very complicated, and and well, I've often thought that the the kind of spontaneous nights out or the spontaneous meeting of friends in the pub tends to be better fun very often than the one that's organised whereas now it looks like we're going to have to organise everything far in advance Yes, that's it, that's it um, Yeah, it's, it's going to kill it for the time being Well, hopefully they'll find a vaccine before too long and that uh, maybe we might be able to get back to our good old ways or bad old ways or whatever way they were If, but... if the fine weather continues beer gardens are going to become very valuable property I think, aren't they? Yes, definitely they are, they are indeed And uh, Speaking of the great outdoors, uh, on our farming pages we have uh, part two of the findings of the Southern Stars 2020 Great West Cork Farming Survey. Uh, there's plenty of insight into what local uh, farmers think about Brexit, uh, other issues as well like farm safety, farming as a way of life, are they adequately rewarded for their work, rural isolation, mental health, advice for young farmers, etc. But one of the issues that they seemed most exercised about was this new round of cap negotiations. And the, the big thing that they wanted out of that was... the uh, Yeah, it's the... Um... What they've described as, as the armchair farmer, I think, they, they want the EU to stop, they, when I say they, they mean the, the respondents, they would like the, the EU to stop funding the so-called armchair farmer and give the younger farmer who's looking to make a proper living out of, out of, um, out of the land, give them the support uh, as they're coming up the ranks. Yeah, that's and that's very important as well because a lot of them are struggling to make a sustainable living, and really uh, they are the people that are more uh, in in need of the support than the ranchers. But uh, there's loads in in this uh, survey, um, and uh, it's worth uh, having a read of pages sixteen and seventeen of this week's Star to uh, check out all the issues that they're giving their opinions on. So moving on, Noel, was there anything in the life section that uh, caught your eye? Well, there's, there's, there's a, I was going to say a wonderful human interest story, but it's not really. It's, a, it's quite a sad story, actually, on the front of uh, the life section about a lady who works in Clannacilty Hospital. Um, her, her mother is in a care home, but sadly, this lady, her, her own father was in Clannacilty Hospital. He contracted the coronavirus and he died in the hospital and... You know, she was working there and all this was happening at the same time. And she can't, she's afraid of her life to go and visit her mother because she's afraid she'd pass on the virus or, or, or whatever. Um, it's, it's, a, it's quite a heart-wrenching story, I suppose, really, isn't it? No, it is indeed. Actually, I think her mother is living with a, a relation. Uh, oh, but sorry. She still, can't, she still can't go to see um, her mother, you know, hug her mother. She can go and probably see her through through a window, like. But it's uh, it's obviously not the same thing. But uh, uh, she also talks in the story about how well people in Clannacilty 
community hospital had had pulled together during the uh, COVID-19 crisis um, because uh, they really had a torrid time over there. There were 10 deaths from uh, COVID-19 and uh, they, uh, the staff really um, had a, a very, very difficult job coping with everything. But to their credit, they did it. And I think uh, it's it's very, very much appreciated by uh, the people of Clannacilty and the wider area because uh, it, it, it's not something you could have anticipated and um, they really dealt with it very well. So top marks to uh, this lady and to all the staff of Clannacilty uh, Community Hospital and indeed all the other uh, community hospitals. And it's great to note in the report as well that Clannacilty uh, Community Hospital is COVID-free at the moment, which is very right. good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right so we move on next to another story in the life section. And this is Emma Connolly's Diary of a Demented Homeworker. It reaches its 14th week this week. Uh, and uh, Niall, tell us how she coping well she's well she's still demented <laughs> but, um, it's funny because on, on, on the one hand she's yes uh, complaining about the issues behind lockdown and that we're all locked down whatever we're deal with but very interesting even in the opening part she questions that now since the restrictions have started to lift that maybe we're actually moving too quickly and the concern, the concern is that, well, that we'd all have is that we'd have a second wave or that people maybe just get a little bit complacent. But she, she does make the point, all right, that uh, she was out with her, with her family for a walk and she met with some friends that they hadn't met, obviously, for quite a while. And she had her very first takeaway coffee in three months. And we both know that Emma is quite fond of her takeaway coffees. So to go three months without it was something. And she said it, meeting those friends, having that coffee made her feel 300% better. So, you know, I suppose there's there's far and against, but, you know, we'll, we'll just take things slowly was the message, I think, in terms of the the restrictions. That's that's good. But uh, she is anxious, all right, that they make up their minds about uh, the children going back to school in uh, September, I think. Uh, she's... Um, uh, I think the headline is teachers leave us adults alone. That's right. Well, I, th- I, th- I think her point there is, and a point well made, is it's probably going to be very difficult for some people to um, to continue, even, and she even cites herself, I suppose, really, uh, to continue working from home if the children can't go back to school, because just the, the issue of childminding and such is is huge. Um, so there is, there is an issue. She makes a little bit of a joke about it, but at the same time, it's quite a serious issue as regards what will happen in September. And yeah. she's just looking for clarity sooner than later and to stop maybe some of the the little rumours or the little snippets of information, get the thing sorted and then, then tell us about it. Yeah, I think she'd like to see the uh, Department of Education officials and the teachers' unions get in behind closed doors yes. and trash it out once and for all for the clarity that's needed for everybody involved. And, and- she, she, she is mindful. She's not really having a cut at the teachers because she's, she's quite closely related to a teacher and she's, <laughs> so she's, she's, she's being careful there too. Good. Well, thanks, Noel. And uh, don't forget, if you can't get to the shops to buy the paper, you can subscribe online by going to southernstar.ie and clicking on the e-paper tab or call the Southern Star office on 028 21200 for a postal copy to be sent out to you. But first, 
before we go on, we have this week's interview. Uh, Niall here spoke to Blarney-based singer-songwriter Mick Flannery about his new album, which is due for imminent release. And here is what they talked about. Hi, Mick Flannery. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Where, Rash, I'm not too bad. No, thank you. Um, where are you these days? I'm in Ennis, County Clare. I've been and here for the last six or seven years, I'd say. Right, okay. And how are things up there at the moment? How has the lockdown been, been treating you? If that's a... It's fine. I mean, we have a backyard here. <laughs> um, we, I, I go out there quite a bit. <laughs> I tip around with wood and stuff like that. Um, Brilliant. And I've been, you know, I, it's been good for me, I guess, because of what I do. Mm. Um, this is the type of thing that people in my business force themselves into do you know sure this kind of exile is what they actually kind of talk about in interviews after they make albums oh i sure. went i went to the iron islands for three weeks and i spoke to no one <laughs> and, you know that's the type of thing that people self-impose when they want to be creative or something and so this is i suppose it's just and it's, and has it been a creative time for you have you have you have you been writing? Have you been? I have, yeah. I've I've been finishing off a lot of things that um, were half baked in the past, and um, I, I guess the days are the days are longer in some sense. Mm. And uh, I've been I have been doing these regular phone calls uh, with a woman, Anna Eggie, in New right. York. She's a writer in New York, and we've been, we seem to work very well together. So we, we we speak for about an hour, uh, four or five times a week. Wow. And we chip okay. it, we chip away at, uh, at songs, you know. And are are you passing files backwards and forwards, and you know, recorded yeah. files and stuff? Yeah, recorded demos, and uh, like this time as well has given me a chance to be less uh slow with that type of stuff i have a a focus right a thing that i kind of knew i should always have had got but sure. it, you know it's for recording just a, a level above the phone recording you know, sure, yeah. that, yeah. which i i I'm, I'm enjoying that all right to be honest messing with that and i mean has you know the lockdown has been I mean, for everybody, it's been difficult, I suppose. But I mean, you're you're obviously finding it okay. I mean, that you're keeping yourself busy and you're keeping yourself, as you say, it's the kind of thing that that writers and artists look for a lot of the time. Yeah, I've I've yeah, I've found it all right. I mean, it's uh, it's it's something about it feels more natural than than what was happening before. Okay, okay, interesting. And what 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 would you have been? I mean, in ordinary circumstances, what would you be doing now? I mean, had you a tour planned? Would you have been abroad or? Well, I definitely would have been saying yes to to various gig offers, you know. And sure. I, I over the last few years, I would be away most weekends mm -hmm. uh, to to do gigs and to take the opportunities that were coming, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I guess 
some of that was prospective traveling to traveling to sure. new new territories where you'd have to kind of build an audience i guess mm -hmm. so flying to canada and flying to america mm. all of which i really like doing the, the traveling itself is such you like the, the experiences i guess and the, sure. uh the the not knowing of, of how it's going to go and sure, putting sure. your put, putting your best foot forward for strangers uh fresh audiences and fresh ears and always exciting yeah yeah and then when placed into context with how life is at the moment i guess it it, it makes you think about how much of a footprint you're leaving sure sure you know? and is it is it really necessary like uh uh, that's a that's a that's a that's a very kind of a, a philosophical kind of a deep way of looking at it for sure <laughs> you know it's um well i mean <clears throat> i suppose i suppose things have you know that things have contracted a bit haven't they i mean we we, we probably are paying more attention to uh i was going to say the finer things in life but the, the smaller things the everyday things seem to become very much in focus again don't they yeah i know like i live here in a, in a in an estate, you know, and generally before this happened, you could see that you saw, I saw the cars come and go all the time, and mm. uh, I guess there was there was a feeling that even though everyone was living very close to each other, mm. nobody really knew each other. Nobody, no, that's not true. Not not nobody, but a sure. kind of a majority of of the people weren't really interacting. Mm. Whereas now the kind of green here is like uh, it's it's more of a communal space because the people are kind of sure. constantly here in this area, and I guess that's what feels more natural about it. That's what f makes it feel like an old fort now that all the sure. families are sure, sure. Back. And I, I suppose yeah. people are having a bit more concern for each other as well. I suppose, aren't they? You know, it's 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 to all our interests i suppose really that we are doing that but you're probably more inclined to look out for people that are you know obviously nearby and whatever because it's this this thing is all pervasive anyway isn't it you know yeah and i, guess, I suppose it, it it gives people a sense of it, of common a commonality between it that they all they're all you know aware without sure. having to speak about it of of, of the circumstances that mm -hmm. they're in, in i mean I can I I definitely count myself lucky as well today that I live here in a house as opposed to an apartment you know Yes where a lot of people have less room and less privacy and less uh, Yeah for sure less for air sure. between them for sure yeah. for sure for sure So you have you have a new album coming out Mick on the 24th of July which is I is it your 7th album I think uh, it, it is yeah uh, and it is and the the difference this time is it's a it's a live album I think isn't it? Yeah, like there'd be no new songs per se on this one. They'd be all just live recordings of a selection from all the albums. Like brilliant, and it was it was recorded in the Opera House in Cork, I think, isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good fun actually. I remember that gig. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I remember it better now because I've, I've listened to it a few times. Sure. Um, and you can't myself at that gig a little bit some of the talking is very awkward but I <laughs> that that has its own kind of thing to it i suppose 
Ah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 all it's all part of the crack, I think, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, the uh, oh, you know, go ahead. Sorry, um, maybe the delay causes us to jump across each other. But, Small bit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, area, just uh, I suppose that place makes me makes me nervous anyway because it's, it's such a big stage and yeah has that kind of formality feel to it and it's 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 the hometown gig too it's it, well it's not just a hometown gig it's the hometown gig really isn't it yeah yeah if you think like I suppose if you think about it that way which I try to avoid do you know like when you think about places like that sometimes you have a look at the posters on the wall and you can feel a little bit like a, an imposter sure, sometimes okay, you know. okay. Um, yeah, there's less pressure sometimes in, in smaller places. Sure, sure. But then again, you've got guys looking in the whites of the eyes in the smaller venues. can be a bit daunting as well, I think, can't it? It can be, but I don't know. I think I prefer it. I think <laughs> I, Fair enough. Yeah. And and the 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 proceeds of the sales of the record are your your they're they're being distributed amongst your crew and your band because obviously they're well, I suppose to a large extent they're not working at all at the moment because of the lockdown. Yeah, that's that's quite a generous a generous uh, a gesture I think isn't it? Um, I, to be honest now, like uh, the idea came from Sheena Keane who manages my. My music stuff, which is sure. great. Fair play to her. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, well, I, you know, yeah. It's an, I guess it is, and you've put me in an awkward position here. I'm, t- I'm trying to be modest now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes, I am great now. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you were not going to say it, we we're going to say it anyway. I suppose because it is. To be fair, I mean, I mean, there are so many musicians, I suppose, and crew and techies and things that who aren't working that anything at all that that helps them out. I suppose has got to be a good thing, um, and has to be acknowledged. I suppose you know. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, and I appreciate the people who bought it, uh, pre-ordered and stuff like that. That's, sure. I hope that it's, uh, you know, hopefully it will, it'll make some difference for the for the lads and ladies. Sure, and uh, and like, given the fact that's a live album and the fact that you're not able to play gigs and things at the moment, and I mean, what do you see like in the next? Assuming that the the restrictions continue to lift and so on and so forth, what's the what's the prognosis, should we say, for live music in Ireland at the moment? Do you think uh, are there any sort of green shoots in terms of what people are doing, or have you had any offers few, of? There's a there's a few offers come in, all right, uh, for socially distanced gigs. Um, Myself and Sheena are a little bit uh, tentative about it because of, uh, I guess you don't really want to be a part of a spike in cases, you know. Um, So maybe, I don't know, I think we're we're inclined to wait a bit more before accepting too many offers. Uh, I think there is one offer that's being done in in a quarry kind of environment. Wow. Where people can people can be quite distanced from each other, but other than that, I, I don't think there's anything on the cards at the moment. Um, yeah, but I guess life will go back to normal at some stage. 
or, uh, or, or some. Or so I suppose we, we'll we'll adapt one way or the other. I mean, it'll it'll it might be this so-called new normal, but there will be. You have creative minds out there. Will come up. Will come up with creative ideas for getting the getting the show on the road again. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You have um, you've had some very interesting covers for your records over the years, but this this new one I've seen I've seen the, the the cover art. It's it's very nice, very interesting. It's it's a okay. painting of you, basically, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I met a man in New York, Rainer Andreessen. Mm. He's the he's the artist. Uh, I was I was doing a gig or two there. I think it was last year, and he came along, and he asked me to 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 come by his place, and uh, just have a drink and just could he could he take a photograph, cool. so that he could. And that's all it was, and then. I mean, he's obviously he's a very talented man. Mm. I mean, there, yeah. there's there, there's almost a photographic quality about it, isn't there? Yeah, he's very good. I mean, it's a bit awkward for me again. It it offends the modesty, like to be looking at a painting <laughs> yourself. <laughs> do do you have do you have it up in the hall, like, or in the kitchen, or something? <laughs> do you know he sent he sent me um two. He's very kind. He sent the what, what he called oh, I forget the word sketches or oh, studies. Like, I think sure. studies. I think he called them, and he posted them to me. They're they're about the size of this thing here, right? Me. Mm-hmm. And I. I didn't have anywhere nice to put them or safe to put them, and so for a while, while I was figuring it out, I I put I put it up there like, and <laughs> but from uh, you can't see it here, but the, well the window that you can see the light coming from, yes. the people that walk past can look <laughs> up and see that wall, and sometimes I'm sitting right here like doing my demos and shouting and stuff like that. Flannery's got pictures of like himself. Yeah, he's like looking at himself while he's singing. <laughs> he's got himself in his headphones and he's singing his own little song. <laughs> oh, well, sure. He's, he's happy. He's yeah, just, you know. <laughs> That's brilliant. So I took him down. <laughs> yeah, so so where, where where have you put them since? I, I don't... I, they're in the next room over there. I need to find somewhere safe for them. But you, but you still go and look at them, don't you? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I hardly look in the mirror. For good reason uh, as well, Mike. Oh, uh, brilliant! I think we're 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 all in that boat at the moment. I think with the <laughs> this this stuff and this stuff going on, but um, fluff. It's a bit of fun, yeah. Um, you you did another. You were involved in another project, uh, back in May, uh, in aid of women's aid. Uh, one of your songs was used in a video. How did how did yeah. that come about? Well, Sheena knew Sam, the director of the video, mm. and. Myself and Sam met in New York during the same period, actually, that I met Rainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a we did a we did an interview, and uh, and I sang the song in this nice recording studio. Mm. And that was that. Sam had been shared that song from Sheena. Myself and Sheena didn't really know what context that song would live in because it's quite dark mm. in its lyrical um so but i think we i think sam found a good way of of giving it a home um so that's how that came about really uh, it, the song was living in 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 kind of limbo for for a good few years there <clears throat> brilliant brilliant and um that's that's available to see and as i say it's it's in aid of 
or donations can be made to Women's Aid based on the on the on the on the on the, on the video. Um, now I've seen you or I've seen some clips of you online recently making what I would call furniture. I'm not sure what you'd actually call it, but they're 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 like they're like light fittings or light. Uh... They're like lamps, I guess. Yeah. Right. They're... Okay. How? But they're outdoor. They're outdoor string lights that are put into wooden lettering. Um, right. So so it spells a word or it spells. Yeah. How? Uh, where 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 did that come from? Is it, uh, is it my? I made one years ago for my girlfriend. It was. Uh, to do with her work i think i think i think it was this uh, it said love mm. and it was for i think it was for a wedding fair or something right, okay. that she, she was working on the the arrangement of and um so when this uh when the kind of quarantine came into effect i was just looking around for stuff to do and I went locally here and got some pallets and tore them up and I started making more of these things. Uh, and and you, you, you've auctioned some of them, I think, have you? I've auctioned a few of them now, yeah. Uh, one was uh, I, one was dar- the word darkness mm. but that, that was lit up for Pieta House because Brilliant. of their darkness into light um, slogan. Um, then there was another love sign. I have one that says fuck. But uh, I haven't <laughs> I haven't sold that one yet. Brilliant. You know, I have another one that says heart, and uh, um, yeah, I was thinking of I, I don't know. There's there's various different ideas for them, I suppose. There's a whole there's a whole there's a whole well there's a whole dictionary out there. Really, there's, a there? whole, there's a whole <laughs> phone book of stuff. <laughs> um, I I I didn't get to talk to you. I think there was I'm not sure exactly. Sometime last year when when uh, Evening Train, the, the the stage adaptation of your debut album uh, premiered in the Everyman in Cork. Um, again, another very interesting project. How, to what extent were you involved in it, or were you just approached about using the music, or or what what was the story? I was involved a good bit, like throughout the process of it. It was a long time in the cards, really. Or... Mm. We struggled, myself and Ursula, Ursula Rani Sama, wrote the script a good few years ago. Sure. And uh, we try, she, she mainly was putting the effort in to get funding to do it. Um, and it took a long time. Uh, Sheena, when Sheena came on board, she really kind of put the fire under it. Sure. And, uh, she got the everyman involved in Cork and... We made the first go of it, which is great. Um, it was good. I was involved in it. All right, I was in. I was in it. Like I was. I was part of the f- the kind of conceit of the band that was sure. in the bar. I was the piano guy. Gotcha. But had had you been in? Well, you obviously had. From what you're saying there, you had been involved in the kind of conception of it as well. In obviously, apart from the music, in terms of, I mean, were you on hand during rehearsals for the? The script and that kind of stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was at the workshops that mm. uh, Ursula had done a few of them. One in London, and then one time we went to Washington D.C. to do one. Wow, that was a couple of years ago. That was maybe five years ago. Um, 
but we did find it hard to get kind of financial support because there's so many people involved that there's a huge amount of expense on the sure. front end. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's a tough business. Mm. It's, it's a, you it? know, I I find it hard to even financially bring a band on, on around doing sure. gigs. You know, when and then when you multiply that by six. Sure. So, you know, sixfold the amount of people involved. Yeah, and I suppose with a band, you can you can adapt and change, and you know, if it's not working, for example, dare I say that you can you know you can evolve the set or whatever. Whereas if it's a if it's a scripted play or a musical, it kind of is what it is, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, well, you know. Yeah. It's not. Well, I guess good. yeah. They do they do edit as they go. Mm. Or they give notes and and then afterwards, I think every run has its own kind of production kind of meeting, you know, sure. to like there's a kind of a reassessment of what worked and what didn't. And um, and is there or are there, I mean, in an ideal world, again, obviously, without this lockdown and stuff, are there plans to to carry on with it, to take it further or to go abroad or well? There's none like concrete, mm. but the the reaction was good enough. I think that um, that it should be okay. I think that cool. it, it will get a, another day. Great. Um, yeah, this has slowed things down now, and I guess people are unsure. And I uh, I I suppose that it, this creates a backlog of yeah. works works that were going to be on the books. Um, thing, thing, things that should be on now will be on in 12 months time as such or, or whatever yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see it was great fun great fun yeah I can imagine I can imagine I can, yeah. I can remember being involved in some very, very amateur dramatics years ago myself and there is quite a buzz about it alright there's a whole everything has to come together everything has to happen at the right time it's it's, it's a little bit yeah. different I suppose alright to 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 performing as part of a band or something because there's a, again there's that little bit of free flow on that isn't there yeah i found that i found that a difficult part to get accustomed to as sure. being in the band like you couldn't make any mistakes i'm yeah. i'm used to making mistakes and extra bars here and there all over the place <laughs> at gigs um and just people just fall in and it's actually part of the joy of it that Sure. There's there's an unknown element to okay this solo has been so long and let's see how long it is now this time yeah 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 you can't you can't and do that with a... no <clears throat> and then there's the fact that you can't acknowledge the fact there's people there sure okay yes that's something I didn't think of actually that's right you can't you can't turn around and talk to them yeah I mean at a gig it's kind of rude not to acknowledge that people sure. are there living beating hearts are in the room with you <laughs> but. Uh, at this in this one, there's the conceit that they're just spies on a wall. Wow, um, I haven't thought of it that way. Actually, that's interesting. That's that's quite that's quite different, there, isn't it? Yeah, but I guess that's that's what gives it the fun. Yeah, that you're not allowed. You're not any mistakes will break that barrier down. Sure, sure. And every, everyone all of a sudden becomes human again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. oh, they fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's on the cards next? I mean, you, you, like you say, you've been writing and stuff at the moment. I mean, is it possible for you to, you know, I presume it is possible for you to record another album 
even under these circumstances? Or is that something that you're looking at doing? Yeah, it is. Myself and uh, Susan O'Neill brought out a song in, in January, a duet. Mm. And uh, it, it had a good reception, so we decided to kind of keep going. And um, we've got enough stuff to start recording, so we're gonna we're gonna see if we can do it remotely. Cool. And the producer is in America. Right. Wow. Um, so we've been sending stuff back and forth. Um, and and how do you find that as a process? To, to work I mean do you find it okay or do you prefer the would you prefer to be in the studio with everybody I don't know how it's going to go we've only done one demo so far with, mm. with, with Tony involved where he sent back some stuff that he's over he put over it it seems like it's going to be okay cool. um, there's one element of of uh, doing vocals that is kind of good when you're at home on your own mm. and nobody can hear you, not even an engineer in a room next door sure. can hear the mistakes you make or that you just know that no one's even looking at you. Um, and, and do you not find that difficult in the sense that, in another way, in the fact that there's nobody there to tell you that was good or that was bad? or Well, you kind of know yourself when you fluff the word or fluff the timing of something. You know, you know that it's not really getting across. But um, I don't know. There's something that kind of more private about Mm. it, and I think you can hear it. Like I can often hear it in. uh, I heard it in Lisa O'Neill's early album. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. I have it actually. Uh, Lee O'Neill's got an album. I think was the name of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I could hear the. I don't know the. The the, the privacy of it. You you were sure. you were you were being allowed into the person's room, kind of thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I suppose a lot of the stuff that you you tend to do, well, not all of it, but a lot of the stuff that you do is. It is that kind of slightly. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? introspective kind of quieter kind of pulling people in sort of music anyway isn't it it's yeah like especially for recordings i mean it, it does i don't know if it works so well with live mm. that you're kind of that, that you'd be kind of whispering into the microphone and mm. you know um but i do i do think it kind of works for recordings that you sure. that you because i think i guess there's more there's more available to you when you're recording you can recording yourself Sure. Very up close, like Tom Waits would do it when he's doing his talky stuff. Yes, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Uh, well, yeah. So, apart from that, completely aside music, what what have you been listening to yourself? I mean, what's during the lockdown, have you been taking in other music or is it a thing you do ordinarily? No, you know, I don't listen to music very much. Uh, I never really throw it on. Like if I have, if I was messing around in the backyard, now I I wouldn't have anything on. I oh. just I'd be tipping away with. If if I had half a melody in my head for something, I'd be turning it over in my head trying to fit gotcha. words to it. Um, I know I know a few other like songwriters have said that to me. They don't tend certainly if they're not in the middle of a creative burst themselves, they don't tend to listen to other music because it's probably a bit of a distraction if anything else. Yeah. 
So, yeah. and do Sorry. you, I mean, are you, are you doing that thing that we're all, well, most of us are doing binging Netflix. Is there anything you're watching in particular or stuck into or? Uh, we've been watching uh, Modern Family for a bit of, you know. Right. Okay. What's it called? Just, it's not that serious, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's, very, it's very funny. Uh, we watched uh, Dave Chappelle's latest uh, kind of release there last night. What's that like? It's, it's uh, is very effective. Right. Um, okay. He's very angry. Mm. Um. Was that in the in the in the present climate? That was probably recorded before that, but in the present climate, he's. No, it was recorded afterwards. It was. Oh really? Recorded. Yeah, it, he, he rushed it out. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. He's he's a great mind. Mm. He's a, he's 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 got a wonderful way of expressing himself with kind of structure and uh, a start, beginning, and end, and sure. things webbed webbed and linked together. Sure. Um, I like him a lot. Great. Listen. Um, Thanks for joining us, Mick. Uh, great talking to you. Um, the album is out on the 24th of July and it's available It's available for pre-order now and I presume on, on the various uh, streaming platforms. Is there a hard copy version or is it possible you can get a hard copy made at the moment? Yeah, it's, it's possible. They're, they're kind of... They're on the way. Like we've, we've, we, We're going to be pressing vinyl and CDs of it wow, so they, you, can, cool. you can pre-order those. Excellent. Excellent. Brilliant. T-shirts, even t-shirts with my bloody face on them. <laughs> yes, I'm having one of those. Actually, I don't know if my face is on them, actually. That ah. might, I might have gotten away with that one. <clears throat> They've probably put it on the back where you can't see it yourself. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, great talking to you, Mick. And um, you're going to sing a song for us shortly, I think, aren't you? I will. I will. <clears throat> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, This week's musical treat is a very special one indeed for all our viewers and listeners. Niall, will you do the honours and introduce us uh, for us, please? I will. I spoke to Mick Flannery uh, earlier this week and he, very special, I was a very special treat. He sang Tummy, but now we're going to share it with, with, with our, our listeners. And it's a song called Minnesota, which he wrote just recently during the quarantine. So it's something of an exclusive for the Southern Star. Enjoy. Minnesota, when I was your daughter, I looked up to you, I thought that you knew all there was to know, I thought that you'd been where you had to go, Minnesota, now that I'm your mother, I see you as you are. You're not some shining star, not a destination. You're a growing child that I hope to raise right. And my hopes for you are my hopes for me. My dreams for you are my dreams for me. America, when I was your daughter, you meant the world to me. 
You held my every dream. You promised me protection. You promised me my freedom. America, now that I'm your mother, now that you're the younger, I'm trying to hold your hand. I hope you understand that if you don't move toward them, dreams get broken, and my hopes for you. Are my hopes for me? My dreams for you. Are my dreams for me? And I love you like a troubled child. I love you like a river wild. I love you like a mother dead. I love you like a dawning. I love you like a troubled child. I love you like a river wild. I love you like a mother dead. I love you like a dawning. America, America, my hopes for you are my hopes for me. My dreams for you are my dreams for me, and I love you like a troubled child. I love you like a river wild. I love you like a mother dead. I love you like a dawning. That was fantastic, and thank you for listening to the Southern Star Coronavirus Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, Niall, and goodbye to all of you for now. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie